1: Moving forward in the city of Los Angeles, you'll be able to, whether you have symptoms or not, get tested. Those with symptoms will, of course, have the first priority, but we have the capacity, we believe, to move forward with that starting tonight. That's Mayor Garcetti of Los Angeles saying, everybody gets tested. Everybody gets a test. You get a test. You get a test. Who wants a cotton swab jammed into their brain pan? I do. I do. You get a test.
2: Um, uh oh, they got a new test coming out that's uh it's real similar to a pregnancy test. They think it'll be ready soon. You pee on something fifteen minutes. I don't know if you pee on it fifteen minutes you do it at home. it's looking for the antigens, the little proteins it does it's not nearly as sophisticated, but it's very accurate. What if I want to pee on something? jeez, oh, you see what I gotta work with everyday folks, and you, you wonder tried. why I drink, huh? your child. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I would boy. like a test that doesn't include jamming that thing up into my eyeball. But if that's the one I can get, I'll take it. But uh, but would you, if you could get a test today, would you? 100%. You would. Why? Absolutely. Because I want to know. I want to know if I've had it. Yeah. So the right.
3: antibody test is one that I would do. I would, yeah. I would
1: do the antibody test absolutely today. I yeah. don't know about the, do I have it now? I wouldn't, I mean, I'd get it if somebody could give it to me right now effortlessly. But I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd drive across town and wait in line for it.
2: Hey um, Sean, if I said you had a beautiful antibody, would you hold it against me? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh so we'll see. Because testing, I'll, testing, testing. Because the the do I have it now
1: would only tell me cuz I got no symptoms, would only tell me I don't have it and then the, the second I leave the place, I could have caught
3: it. Somebody
2: <laughs> could speak moistly <laughs> right. on you. Exactly. But I would like uh,
1: to know if I've had it.
3: Well, yeah. even even Taking it now, because I've been to the grocery store in the past week, and that's when Mm -hmm. I'm at my most vulnerable. Like, I would just to know, okay, I've made it this far, and going forward, I can do blank and just kind of make my game plan from that. But I would absolutely like to know.
2: Well, and I hate to introduce uh, this note into the proceedings, uh, but uh, we're still not sure that you have uh, useful or complete immunity to the thing once you've had it.
1: Correct. It's a disturbing note. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Especially given the fact, if you're not into immunology like I do, I'm an amateur immunologist on the weekend. Uh, that that's the idea of a vaccine. It triggers your your uh, immune response. You develop antibodies to the thing without actually getting the disease, and then uh, you know you got your guard up.
1: So this is a this is an interesting one that the whole nation is going to be looking at. I think. So last week, nice weather. A whole bunch of people hit the beaches in California, particularly Southern California, because it was nice and warm. Yep. Eighty seven thousand people were on the beaches. Uh lifeguards reporting most people were doing the social social distancing thing. And so then city council said, yeah, go ahead and uh, be on the beaches the next three weekends. We're not going to uh, extend the shutdown where we're lightening up on the beaches.
2: And it's worth pointing out, we have very few cases. Uh, It's not growing effects. It's shrinking. Our hospitals are not only overtaxed, they're empty. So, yeah, go ahead to the beach, just be smart.
1: Well, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, said, no, you're not. Not on my watch. 87,000 people on the beaches. And he has announced a new order that is, in theory, a blanket prohibition of being on any beaches or state park property of any kind, and my order is more important than your order, city council, know your
2: place. Counties that know what's happening locally, no way. We're telling you from on high.
1: So you had, you know, the bulk of a 100 grand people out on the beaches last weekend. It's going to be nice and warm again this weekend, with the local government saying, go ahead, go to the beaches. But the governor saying, no, you're not. So it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. Are they going to have cops and police dogs or whatever to stop you from going to the beaches? Because I think that's what it's going to take. Because otherwise, you're going to get a trickle of people on the beaches. Then you'll have other people looking around and texting friends and saying, hey, yeah, you can come out. And the next thing you know, you got 120,000 people on the beaches this weekend. Right. And, right. Uh, and the, government's gonna, the governor's going to look pretty foolish having well, like
2: a- doubled down on his order. And closing all the state parks, including some vast state parks where you wander alone through the woods to flatten are we not are, are we flattening the curve now? Are we eliminating every conceivable case? What are we even doing? You, Gavin, and people like you, you're not even making clear why you're suspending everybody's constitutional rights, much less, you know, justifying those specific measures. We don't even know what the strategy is. What's the point of this? And no, we're not virus deniers or anything like that. It's a terrible disease. But the idea of going this far without specifically, painstakingly, and apologetically saying, look, we're going to fine you for doing the things you have a sacred natural right to do. Here's why. And and instead, barking out orders with disdain to the very idea of anybody wanting to exercise their rights? F you, Gavin. So starting, and, and as I've said a couple of times today, and we'll continue to, you're also, uh, handsome. making a terrible strategic mistake. Because if you over-regulate, if you over-restrict people, you will completely lose their uh, their compliance. Uh,
1: I suppose that the governor has say in this. He ordered all beaches and state parks closed starting tomorrow. Uh, send a memo to Eric Nunez, president of the California Police Chiefs Association. And the memo wants the group members to get ready for the announcement that is officially coming out today. And then
2: uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Trying to get drunk before everything closes. Ah! I like this from the Sacramento Bee. Uh, ah, blah blah blah. But where is it? Uh, the announcement was part of a dizzying list of modified orders that make it difficult to keep up with what is allowed and what is not. Tennis will be in, will be okay in Sacramento starting Friday, but not in San Francisco, where public health officials say it's still not safe for people to share a ball. Compounding the confusion, some elements of the revised orders won't take effect because they conflict with the statewide stay-at-home order, which is still in place. And meanwhile, we have counties. Uh, suing the governor, petitioning the governor, to completely lift the state of emergency. Entire counties are demanding this.
1: So 80-some thousand people flocked to Newport Beach in Orange County, south of Los Angeles, with thousands more in Ventura County, various other beaches. Newport Beach Police Chief John Lewis and Fire Chief Jeff Boyles both said in a statement uh, today that they were patrolling last weekend and city residents and visitors were keeping their distance. We observed from land and by air the vast majority of beachgoers were practicing social distancing. Orange County Supervisor Donald P. Wagner said he believes Newsom has the power to close the beaches, but it's not a wise thing to do. Um, I, well, we're going to see what happens here. This is the this is a, a a test of the courts and the powers, and it'll get worked out, I guess.
2: Well, I, a couple of notes on that. Number one, the next really severe flu year we have it will be practically obligatory for these people to do the same things, limiting your freedom because you've given them the right to do that to protect your health. It's for your own good. Uh, and, and nobody wants to see this sort of thing happening again and again. My God, what would that do to the economy? Um, and I had a second point. It was even more important. Dang it. And, uh, and, uh, the will public opinion
1: and, uh, turn against uh, governors who keep this up too long? I hope so. But uh, so far, the polls have held.
2: Dang it. I'm so frustrated. I had what, what did you say just before that? Roll the tape back. Do we not have the tape? There's no tape. We don't know. Well, there's
1: no tape. Well, you had police chiefs and fire chiefs saying people were practicing social
2: distancing. Right. Uh,
1: right. This is going to be a test of the courts. Oh, and...
2: now I remember. That was it. Bingo. Thank you. That was the key phrase. Uh, private notice, uh, private message to John Roberts, the chief justice of the Supreme Court. Hey, John. Ring up all the justices, get them masks in a case of insurer or whatever, and get them to the Supreme Court, because we need to know now, now, how much of this is constitutional and how much of it is not. We're seeing some S going on that is wildly beyond reasonable uh, limits of constitutional power. I picture... The idea that you can declare a health emergency... And then the emergency turns out to be a tenth of what we thought the emergency was going to be, but it's still such an emergency. We're going to get even harder core. We need a little uh, judgment from the judges.
1: I picture Ruth Bader Ginsburg having one of those old time phones where you hold one thing with your hand and put the other thing up to your ear.
3: Right. You don't even dial it. You just talk to the operator once you pick it up.
1: <laughs> and she shuffles up to my telephonic device is ringing. <laughs> Hello. Wow. She's Justice Roberts. Good to hear from you, John. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, figure this out. And then the next time around, we'll know who's in charge. I'm we'll in figure charge. i Gavin Newsom, and I'm in charge.
2: Ready or not, here it comes. You're home in prison. You're under house arrest just because I can.
1: And all those people, I mean, by now, all those people headed out at the beaches knowing what's going on. And obviously the city councils and county commissioners and whatever are okay with it, know what's going on.
2: Yeah. Well, there are plenty of idiots out there, but you can't craft a society based on the dumbest 5%. (laughs) Twitter has. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And they is. happen to be the most aggressive five percent, too. I've noticed that.:
1: Anyway, our text line is 415295KFTC, 415295 KFTC. There was some good news announced yesterday that Jim Kramer noted on his uh, Mad Money show, which might help the economy, among other things on the way.
2: very encouraging data from Gilead on remdesivir, their powerful antiviral drug which helps people recover from severe cases of COVID-19 a lot faster. We're talking in and out of the hospital in 11 days rather than 15 for patients who got the placebo, along with a small but significant reduction in mortality rate, Oh, even that's been up for debate in the afternoon, but listen to me. may not sound huge, but the results were so compelling that the doctors had to stop the clinical trial. It just wasn't ethical to keep giving people the placebo when they knew remdesivir could help. And that is bingo.
1: Yeah, why is uh, Jim Cramer of Mad Money mentioning that? Because obviously this whole thing has such an effect on the economy and people's optimism and that sort of stuff. This drug was developed in 2015 to treat Ebola and appears to be helping coronavirus patients get better. Uh, They ran a study in which the drug was given to more more than 1,000 patients sick with COVID and found it, Shortened patients' illnesses by about thirty one percent. So it was mentioned yesterday by Dr. Fauci and he said when I was looking at this data with our team the other night, it was reminiscent of thirty-four years ago in nineteen eighty six when we were struggling for drugs for HIV and we had nothing. And all of a sudden we struck upon something that, you know, could make a difference.
2: Wow. wow. Yeah. So that's, that's the way he felt about great.
1: this this uh, this um the results of this. We may yeah. finally have something.
2: I guess it was around for SARS and MERS, but those didn't really spread, so nobody heard of it and used it. But sure enough, it's working. And, you know, it's not like a miracle cure, but again, if it reduces deaths by even a little chunk, great. And if it cuts your uh, hospital stay by a third, if you've ever been in a hospital, you'd say hella freaking loo That's good enough. Give this stuff to me. It's an IV drug, by the way. Treatments are imperative to bridge the time until we have a cure slash vaccine for it. Indeed. Imperative. Uh, oh hey, just a quick follow-up to the uh, the mess that is uh, Gavin Newsom and Cal Unicornia's uh, overreach and response and banning this and house arrest and wild inconsistencies. You're gonna love this. the The, the Bay Area California has allowed landscaping construction and other outdoor businesses to get started, um, as long as social distancing has been maintained. But listen to this one: what could be in what could be a critical addition for many parents. It specifies that summer camps are allowed, but only for children of people allowed to work under the state order. Oh, and there's more to it, but... So, wait a second. If I run the bookstore, my kids cannot go to summer camp. But if I run the ice cream store, which is allowed to be open, my kids can go to a summer camp. Sounds like it. What? The children must remain in groups of 12 or fewer and with the same supervisor and may not mingle with kids outside their group. Now, writes the Sacramento Bee, it's not clear if that element complies with the state order. And when the all-powerful governor was asked about that, he says, "Well, that's a uh, point of clarification. Oh, we got to figure out. I don't we don't know. Nobody knows." Okay.
1: That's interesting. I would have less optimism sending my kid off to some camp full of randos than I would a lot of other things that I'm willing to do as we open back up.
2: Yeah. Well, more and more businesses are going to open with their middle fingers in the air. And uh, more and more uh, hairdressers are going to clients' houses. And, as long as those fingers got gloves on them.
1: Yeah, as long as they're gloved fingers, Joe.
2: <laughs> what what do the gloves do? I'm not sure. Who are sure? they protecting?
1: I'm not sure. They make are me they feel better me? as a consumer. Yeah, I guess. But if you think about it for two seconds, it doesn't. I,
3: I, I don't do that as a consumer. I'm
1: there to consume. <laughs> Oh, good, the fast food worker's got a glove on as he handles everybody's credit card all day long.
2: That might be good for him as long as he doesn't touch his face or, or anything, but it's not doing me any good. I wonder if it's possible the
1: gloves are actually worse. They might be better at making sure the virus doesn't you know, interact with their skin and get diluted in any way. This I keeps wonder. the virus pure so I can transfer it from credit card to credit card throughout the day.
3: I read copper uh, kills the virus on site, so I've been trying to manufacture and patent some copper gloves. Uh, you know, i'm I'm uh, you look like a knight assembling pennies. They're gonna be penny made, and uh yeah, they'll they'll cost five thousand dollars per glove. And even though like it's only time. literally seventeen cents worth of material. thirty pounds per
2: glove. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna start wearing boxing gloves. they'll you know? <laughs> keep the virus off my hands and in case I decide to give them the old one too, you know, somebody crosses me. <laughs> wear boxing
1: gloves and a clown mask, and you're you're technically. <laughs> Within your limits to go anywhere you want. But. Yeah,
2: gorilla mask.
1: <laughs> does anything does practically anything count as a mask? I've seen some pretty not quite mask masks out there and they seem to be working well, I, Especially if you live someplace like I do where you have to have a mask to be out and
2: about. What about a well, catcher's mask? There you know? go. <laughs> Protect me from That's a exactly. fastball, it gets by the catcher. Goalie mask. Uh, we mentioned yesterday that Costco said uh, you got to wear a mask going to Costco as of, was it the, the first? Um, uh, Where the heck is that? Uh, mask. The fourth. It's my before. eyes. Yeah, exactly. Mardi Gras mask. Yeah, Over as uh, as of the fourth, you have to wear a mask. I was turned away from the nugget. Uh, They said, do you have anything? Bandana, T-shirt. And I saw one guy, he had like an extra T-shirt in his car, and he just tied that around his yeah. face. yeah. That's good enough. It, oh. it keeps the virus from going sure. out oh, yeah. of you. That's all I want. And it's not perfect, but it helps.
1: Yeah, I just don't want sure. you. I saw a guy going into the comedian store yesterday where I live. You have to have a mask. He didn't have one. He just took a handkerchief out of his pocket and held it up to his mouth. That's fine for yeah. me. You, lot, you can't breathe out. So. A lot of
3: ladies doing the scarf thing where they'll just move the scarf up when they actually need, need yeah. the masking. And,
2: and yet various governors are going to put a nightstick to your head if you wander into a state park. For God's sake
1: you remember the old guy that passed out and died, couldn't breathe, with his mask on, driving his car? He's wearing his mask. If you you can't breathe, pull your mask down, dude.
2: You're alone in a car. I to find out loud. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I think tomorrow on the show will feature songs that have really taken off during social distancing. For some reason, songs that relate to social distancing. I'll give you a hint on one: "The End of the World as We Know It" by REM. Mm. That sort of thing. Mm. People are ironically or jocularly or whatever playing these songs a lot.
3: One of the most difficult songs to attempt at a karaoke night. Do not oh, please. do it. Oh really? Please do no. not try. Just too fast? Yeah, it's too fast. You you know the hook. You don't know the verses. Mm. You think, hey, I'll just go up there. It's the end of the... But mm. no, you're going to get lost <laughs> 15 seconds in, and you're not going to know what to do with your hands.
1: <laughs> Which is one of the hardest parts of karaoke to me. I'll sing up here, but where are my hands supposed to be? Leonard Bernstein. Everybody anyway. hits that. Oh, so Nancy yes. Pelosi said some stuff this morning, apparently, that... Ah, she's
2: always saying stuff. Hansen, That's what our, I hate about her.
1: Hansen, our executive producer, says this will fire us up. Was there the topic? Oh, she was being asked about the Joe Biden yes. stuff. There you go.
3: I also want to ask you about former Vice President Joe Biden and about this allegation that is being made by one of his former Senate staffers. Um, do you think that it is time for Vice President Biden to address this head-on himself?
0: And I do... Um, uh, support joe biden i'm satisfied uh with how he has uh, responded i mean he hasn't to be clear he hasn't addressed it his campaign has addressed it but he has not directly addressed it should he directly publicly address it you know it's a, a, a matter that he has to deal with but i am impressed with the people who worked for him at the time saying they ever, absolutely never heard one uh uh iota of information about this nobody ever brought forth a, a claim or had anybody else tell them about such a claim
2: yeah just like brett kavanaugh exactly like brett kavanaugh what were you saying then you bitter old ag i'm sorry bitter that's old way old i oh. apologize i i'm sorry I, I should have called her a bitter old witch
1: dropped a B. O. H boh on her <laughs> speaker of the house for crying out loud yeah yeah well, third in line huh well, okay. Something I forgot to bring up earlier when we got into our conversation with about the whole Joe Biden thing, and you declared it should be over, and you're probably right. Uh, but the, but he has to speak. He has to walk to a microphone and, and talk about it at some point. So uh, it seems to me at this point he he can either choose the way he gets to talk about it, or wait till somebody asks him a question. And I, I if I were him, I'd rather I'd rather
2: choose the way I bring it up. Yeah, badly record a uh, video from your basement.
1: Yeah, and then and then from that point on, you can always yeah I refer to my further statement. You know, I've already gone over this, that sort of thing. But you have to ask him about okay. And this is what Tucker Carlson was hammering last night on his show. Look, dude, you're the one that put the Title IX inspired stuff in place on college campuses all across the country, in which the threshold for ruining some kid's life, usually a boy. Uh, usually ruining their life well beneath what legal requirements are to ruin someone's life. Well, there's practically no defense possible.
2: The accusation is the conviction.
1: If you were going to use your own college campus standards, you're toast, dude. How do you respond to that?
2: Oh, my God, that's great.
1: I think that's a perfectly legitimate line of questioning. That's great. That That doesn't mean I think he's guilty of something with this woman, but he is guilty of you know, advocating for something that was ruining people's lives. Um, the, Tucker had a great example. I wanted to, to pull the tape, but it was a it was a, partic- a particular kid while, who was being booted out of school for uh, sexual assault on a girl while the, at the same time police were charging the girl with making a false claim about sexual assault. Wow. But the threshold was so different between law enforcement and the school, that's where you ended up.
2: Yeah. And and listen, nobody thinks sexual assault is okay. Um, and, and it happens on college campuses. And those of us with daughters worry about this sort of thing. But I will also tell you this. As the father of now two daughters who have gone through school or are currently in college... There are lots of crazy chicks on college campuses, okay? No way. There are lots of uh, young women who have real problems in their heads, and I'm sure my daughter would attest to that. And the idea that every single time some woman says, you know, I got home and I thought about it and I wish I hadn't done that and I think he raped me, um, the, the idea that that very accusation is enough for a college to kick a kid out um, now he's screwed. He's paid all that money in. He can't get his diploma. He's trying to apply for other places. You know, God knows it's disastrous. The idea that the accusation is enough, and Joe Biden was behind pushing Title IX. The irony is just too rich. So again, I don't, I don't know if he's rapey. I don't think he did it, I, and I never will know whether he did it. But I want to hear him answer the Title IX stuff. And I absolutely now, when some you know Democrat is howling that. 42 years ago, this man who was running for the Congress in Nebraska uh, kissed a girl without asking her. And, you know, there's no contemporary witnesses. Nobody has any idea what she's talking about. You know, it's all just it's just one person's accusation. I want the right to say, oh, shut up, when the Democrats pretend to be all outraged.
1: Yeah, so I don't really need to hear from him on the, the issue of the actual incidents. Um, he'll just say, I didn't do it, and I believe him. I think it's the least likely thing scenario and all of this, but definitely needs to answer for being the cheerleader for uh, the restrictions on college campuses, and everybody needs to, we need to as a nation come to our senses on this whole you have to believe the women. That's a crackpot way to handle this. That's right. just only a crazy society would all of a sudden decide any woman with any claim is now correct. Like Kristen Gillibrand, the senator from New York was, was with Kavanaugh, but isn't in this case. Right. Yeah, like, she changed her mind on it. I like her statement that Joe Biden has has um uh vehemently Yeah. Denied. Vehemently denied it.
2: Okay, well then I guess it's Oh, over. okay. If he's... never mind. That's a good one. All right. Oh That's... yeah, go ahead. Play clip forty one. Why would we characterize it when we have her very words at our fingertips?
0: She has come forward, she has spoken,
3: uh and they've done an investigation in several outlets.
2: Um, Those investigations, Vice President Biden has called for himself. Um, Vice President Biden has vehemently denied these allegations, and I support Vice President Biden.
1: No, (laughs) if a guy vehemently (laughs) denies it, well, then that's that's good enough for me. That shouldn't even be part of it. (laughs) Of course you deny it. Very few people raise their hand and say, that's right, I did it, and I'm proud of it.
2: Oh, and there are a few other crimes you ought to hear about. (laughs) Very seldom does that happen. Such is the flaming, ridiculous hypocrisy of politics, and it goes both ways.
1: I saw that Bojo and his, are they married, or is it just a girlfriend? It's his fiance allegedly. Bojo and his fiance Allegedly. <laughs> well, yeah. Are you ever going to get married, or is this just kind of political cover, because just calling you well, your girlfriend a- is not good in the, you know... Oh, boy, it right. makes
2: it makes a baby mama seem more legitimate. Yeah, they're just waiting for the paperwork to come through or whatever.
1: But they had a baby yesterday. Yeah, and it's his uh, they... sixth kid, third different mama.
2: Really? He's like a little baby.
1: Really, I did not know that. Six kids.
2: But he three had four women. four with his former wife. He okay. had one with uh I don't know it's his girlfriend or a stripper. I can't remember what it was. She's probably God, not a stripper. That, there's no reason to go there. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking Hunter Biden. Um, anyway, Two completely uh, different people. No, he had a, a child with another girlfriend. He broke up with her. Now he's got this girlfriend. And, the alleged
1: fiancé.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they had a baby, and they, they both just got over the corona.
1: So they had to be concerned about the baby and the corona, right? Since he and her both had the corona?
2: Oh, yeah, sure. Mom's got a dread disease. Yeah, that's that's worrisome.
1: Now there were reports right when uh, he became prime minister that there had been the police had gone to his apartment and there was screaming and the people heard. I guess he and the old lady get into fights regularly, screaming matches anyway, fiery, in which the police have to show up. They've got that kind of a relationship. There are people that have those relationships, and it just got it's got to be so tiring. It, huh. It's not always, uh, you know, a, a lot of times. I've known a few of them in my life that were full on mutual. Uh, mutual situations y- You both are aware of what's going on here And you continue to dig in But I've known a few where One had no interest and the other one just Gets drunked up and then it's off to the races And you try to calm them down And the police end up there and that's okay. So I don't, know which, I don't know which of these it is With Bojo and his old lady Hopefully they'll settle down if they've got a kid An alleged kid <laughs>
2: <laughs> No I think the kid's legit <laughs>
1: It's uh, actually a baby child. A baby <laughs> a child?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of messes, a, a tale from northern Nevada of somebody who had to get a COVID test and how that went. Okay. Those of you who want to put the government in charge of everything, oh, you're going to love this story. It's next. Armstrong and Getty
1: show. Costco announced that starting next week all customers will have to wear face masks. It's good because now you can stay anonymous while you buy six gallons of cheese balls. <laughs> So yeah. Um uh, so apparently I haven't been watching the Michael Jordan documentary but Jordan called Isaiah Thomas an a-hole during an episode over the no, weekend. And now Isaiah that. Thomas gave an interview this morning and said Jordan was the fourth best player he ever played against. So
3: uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, they they don't like each other that much and that I think that's not. a lot of the focus of this upcoming one was kind of how Jordan uh kept Isaiah off the
2: the initial dream team. Right. All right, 30-year-old sports arguments. Hey, uh, Michael, how much time do we have before final thoughts? I think about uh, four minutes. Okay, all right, that'll be fine. Uh, Okay, so uh, Al Anonymous uh, is in northern Nevada. Perhaps he has knowledge of a sheriff's office and the employees there. We'll just say that. My friend from work just had to get tested for COVID. Hang on a second.
1: I'm with you so far. Uh,
2: plus, the, uh, I'm tracking. I just want to make 100% sure we can use this. Okay. Keeping it vague. Uh, a friend had to get tested for COVID. He went to his doctor because he had to get some of his medication refilled. He also had some type of cold and his allergies. While he was there, he coughed a few times. He described it as a cough you'd do to clear your throat. This sent the staff at the doctor's office into crazy mode. They started to question him on different symptoms he was having and then... Does he have wheezing in his lungs? Sounds like it. His oxygen level's fine, but his doctor's office called the uh, Quad County Health and Human Services. The doctor's office tells him to quarantine until the Quad County authorities call him. Um. Blah, blah, blah. So a few hours after his appointment, somebody from the Quad Counties calls him. They go over the same questions as the doctor's office. I also ask where he's been, if he's been in large groups, where he works, where his wife works, a bunch of other questions. Questions take about an hour or so. An hour? Based on, <clears throat> yeah, no kidding. They grill him on the phone for an hour. Based off the questions, they tell him to quarantine until the CDC calls him. The CDC. This is because he was in the uh, doctor's office, but. <clears throat> uh, let's see. The CDC calls him a few hours later, asks him all the same questions again, and some new ones, which takes about two hours. I am not
1: sure I would hang on that. I think I would say at some point, do I have to do this? Can you make me do this? Because I'm done doing this.
2: Dr. Fauci will show up to your house with a nightstick and beat the bejesus out of you. Uh, the CDC says he needs to get tested and schedules him to go to Carson City to get his test done. He goes to the place in Carson on Friday, gets the test done. They tell him the t- test take four days. So Monday he gets a call from the Washoe County Health and Human Services, which is not, interestingly enough, part of the Quad County area. They tell him he's negative for the Chinese bat flu. Oh, no, he's negative. He says, okay, can I get a copy of my results? i got to give it to my employer to go back to work. The lady tells him, I don't have any results. I only get a list of names and numbers to call that they're negative. <laughs> So he then spends six hours talking to different people from the CDC, Quad County, and his doctor's office. None of them are sure where the test actually gets sent to. None of them have his test results. Finally, he talks to somebody from the Quad County that tells him she'll try and find out where he can get the results. She has him fill out a release of health information form send it to her. Late Tuesday night, he gets an email from her um, with his test results. It says he's negative. He showed me the results. They have little confirming information. Uh, It's his date of birth name that he tested negative and nothing else. Uh, they have his gender and race as unknown, and all other confirming information was just left blank, even though they asked him all of that information several times before and after the test. He told me it was the biggest cluster F he has ever been through. No one had any real information for him, and he had to do all the work to find out anything. He also said they seemed shocked that he needed the information to go back to work, and that when he was trying to get the results, they kept asking him, why would you need them? I just thought it would be a good story to show how screwed up the whole thing is and that the government is doing a terrible job even at the state and county level.
1: Oh, and oh, my God, ladies and germs, if you'll pardon the expression. Um, That is what the health care system will look like if the Bernie crowd gets a hold of it. Everything you ever do will be what you just heard described. Everything with your kids, you, everything you ever do will be like that hours on the phone, trying to track down where the results are, trying to get the paperwork so you can turn it into this person. Why do you
2: need that? Well, to go back to work. Please hold. Then 25 minutes later, how can I help you? Yeah, I was asking about my COVID test results. I need them to go back to work. Please hold. Hold. Oh my
1: god! I don't think I would stay on the phone for two hours uh, answering uh, the questions. Can you make me do this? Because I've got other things to do.
2: Ain't hey, nobody got you. time for that. I'm telling you, seriously. Can they? Look, Doctor Brooks comes up behind you, wraps her scarf around your throat. Doctor <laughs> Fauci kicks you right in the sack. <laughs> Take you down, Jiu-jitsu style. Teach you a lesson. <laughs>
1: Burke's little guy gets down on his hands and knees, and Burke and Burks pushes you over him.
2: Exactly. Ow! <laughs> then they're on top of you.
1: Seriously though, couldn't I just say I'm hanging up now? I don't want to do this anymore.
2: Well, remember though, you need to get the test to right. go back well, to
1: work. When you found that out, it's a different story. Yeah, when you find that out, it's a different story.
2: Well, that's what started the whole deal. Mm. He was behind the eight ball. He was uh, he was in the jackpot, Tommy.
1: Final <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, with <laughs> It's your host. That's, okay. a, that's a good one for karaoke night, Sean. <laughs> hey, let's get a final note from everybody on the crew. There he is. He presses the buttons. He keeps us on the air. Thank goodness for that. Michelangelo, final thought? Yeah, you know, if the NBA is able to come back, I got a suggestion. Instead of one 48-minute game, have four 12-minute games. You'll be able to finish the <laughs> season like <by> three days. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Innovative. In one uh, quarter. That would be awesome. Oh, it would be a sprint, man. Uh, Positive Sean, our producer. Final thought.
3: Yeah, I mentioned Into the World, as we know it, a very difficult karaoke song. Do not mistakenly, drunkenly try to do that one. If you find yourself in a position where you have to do a karaoke song and you're not familiar what to do, just do uh, Friends and Low Places. That's, that's a very easy barrier to entry. The crowd will sing along with you. Everybody loves that one. It's a, That's how you win if you get backed into doing karaoke.
1: That's a
2: good tip right there.
1: You know somehow Sean, you ended up at a bachelor party and they're doing this yeah. and
2: yeah. you ought to uh, hang out in karaoke bars in a like a suit and tie and a briefcase and offer your services as a karaoke consultant. Like five bucks a, a consultation. Let me hear you sing a couple of notes. You're like mm. a karaoke sommelier. You give you give <laughs> yeah. suggestions to people based exactly. on their needs. Jack, by golly, your name's on the show. Uh, do you have a final thought for
1: us? Yeah, I'd like to apologize for all the things I said when I got to work and there was no coffee. I was, uh, <laughs> I was I was in a jackpot. I was up against the wall. I was behind eight ball. I mean, it was a tough situation. I'm a drug addict. I need my coffee. There wasn't any, and I, I regret everything I said and did.
2: Uh, by gosh, my name's on the show too. My final thought is, uh, I've been putting on a lot of sunscreen lately because it's getting hot and sunny where I live, and uh, my skin is reacting to it. Apparently, I'm sensitive skin guy. I don't want to be sensitive skin guy. I want to be tough, rugged cowboy skin guy. But I guess you don't get to choose cowboy skin guy. <laughs> Dang it! I want to look like John Wayne, not you uh, know, uh, I don't know, Nathan Lane. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks for a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All of the podcasts are there. The Extra Large with Neil Ferguson, uh, One More Thing, uh, all, the, all the podcasts are there. You can go, buy some great Armstrong and Getty swag. You email us, mailbag at com.
1: We will see you tomorrow. God bless America.
2: Quick. Gavin Newsom, I'm in charge Ready or not, here it comes You're home in prison Armstrong and Getty
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper?